me your ears. <laughs> this nation will rise up. Welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. Welcome back to the Elemental Health Podcast, another installment. I hope you're as thrilled as I am about bringing you the guest of this week. We have none other than Mr. Lawrence Price. Um, If you haven't heard of Lawrence, he is a massive influencer in in men's health and fitness in in the UK. And um, I've actually, I got the pleasure of meeting him when we did some ambassador work uh, together um, this guy has gone on from that a couple of years ago to, to, to much dizzier heights um, very recently been featured on the front cover of men's health which I know was a was a aspirational dream for him so it's, it's a real dream come true and and something um, that is is truly impressive in in the fitness space that is, is very competitive um, he's doing lots of interesting stuff with brands um, and in the personal training space and in the fitness space in general but I think um, the most important thing that comes out of this conversation from my perspective is how he juggles um, his very busy professional life with uh, being a father of two and staying in shape whilst being very busy moving around traveling around a lot and also having a very busy home life which i know we can all relate to so um it's really pertinent to to that aspect of 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 kind of your lives and and i think there's loads and loads of relatable aspects that are drawn out i'm also blown away by lawrence's humility and and his humbling nature um for someone that's really really succeeded in in the health and fitness space and um he, he he's truly a great guy and, and uh, that is so evident and clear in, in the way he expresses himself and and he's very much a, a kind of mindful warrior um in in the fitness space and, and very careful about how how he puts his message out into the world which um i truly admire and i am thrilled to bring you this episode without further ado mr lawrence price Awesome. Lawrence Price, welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. How are you doing? Dude, thank you so much for having me. This is so technical. I love it. You look amazing on <laughs> screen. You. You've got, you've got, I thought you had a face radio, but it works on a computer screen as well. <laughs> you look good, mate. <laughs> thank you, mate. Thank you. Well, well, welcome to the podcast. I've been um, excited about getting you on for a while. Obviously, we've been trying to sort it out and um, I'm really keen to, to, to have a chat with you and have a conversation with you and kind of bring my audience um, your insight into, into how you live your life and, and the different components that you value and and also how you uh plan your exercise routines with your busy schedule and those sort of bits and pieces as well and, and your kind of take on coaching um loads to talk about um but i just wanted to start off i mean you know lawrence price we're, we're seeing you in men's health we're seeing you in the daily mail we're seeing you pop up everywhere <laughs> in the media aren't we at the moment i'm sorry about all that yeah it's <laughs> it's really random it's really random and uh i, I honestly i i I kind of feel like a lot of that's kind of been a little bit accidental um, because those are almost bigger picture goals. You know, I think I speak to a lot of people and they, and they sort of say that they, one of their goals is to work towards being on the, you know, the cover of a fitness magazine. That's why they're training, whatever it might be, or to get into publications or newspapers and so on. But um, I, I'd be hundred percent honest with you. I never, ever in a million years thought that I would even be in that category for someone who would be, you know, a asked to go topless and then B to put it on the front of a magazine. It was really sort of random, but 
the, the only thing I could put my finger on for why it happened is just because, you know, a number of, a number of years ago, maybe six years ago or something like that, I sort of really, really started honing in on living this kind of wholesome life where, um, I would just really just focus on my day to day kind of, um, experiences and trying to get the most out of, um, you know, uh, life in, 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 in the short term and the small details and not look too far ahead and just try and live well. And then it's really weird. Like the years have gone on and really good stuff has started to happen like that. And I, I'm a big believer of now of just kind of living your life day to day. Um, you know, not looking too far ahead, but just living with an open heart and, and living with intent to do your, your, your job well, to look after, to serve your family well, to serve yourself well, well. And then the, the universe kind of fills in the details for you. It's really weird how that seems to have happened with me. And um, sounds like a bit of a cop-out because people sometimes say, well, what's your five-year plan? I haven't even got a one-year plan, let alone a five-year plan. I'm just quite happy at the moment. Um, kind of, as I say, living um, living every day with purpose, but, but not looking too far beyond that, to be honest. Um, so it's all very random, Nick, very random. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's a, I mean, that's an incredibly uh, profound opening statement. And I think you've kind of, we, we could wrap this up now when <laughs> you've kind of given a lot Job of done. There it is. Lovely talking to you. <laughs> you've given a lot of value to, to, to the guys listening in and me as well. Cause, um, I think, yeah, it's incredibly important to focus on what you're doing day to day and how you're approaching everything in your life and that, that, you know, every hour of your day should be meaningful because we know that that accumulates up over time and that is what your life is. I think um, I, I'm always referencing it and, and uh, <laughs> my, 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 the people that maybe follow me closely might, might get bored of me hearing it, but it, but it, 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 it pulls at the same thread that you're um, pulling out there, which is, you know, we've got, we've got a life that's spent in process. 90% of our life is spent in process. Yet we spend so much of our time focusing on the goal, the big goal that, that may or may not come in the future, further down the road, um, whatever that might be, the lottery ticket or whatever, um, things we're daydreaming about. But, um, we're spending 90% of our life in process. So if you're not yeah. focusing on that process or enjoying that process day to day, um, and having a routine that makes sense to you, opening your heart to the world and kind of, um, and, and living purposefully, then, you know, you're focusing on the 10% and it, that, that just doesn't, yeah. the equation doesn't stack up. I mean, I think that's definitely what I was guilty of before. I was guilty of that summit fever where you're kind of thinking of, uh, the peak of each mountain but of course every time you get to the peak of a mountain there's another peak and that joy is is usually pretty temporary temporary um yeah i think it's quite prevalent in sports people apparently you know johnny wilkins won the world cup and he said the next day was the most miserable day of his life because what was the goal after that you know he was so focused on that one big goal for so many years and then all of a sudden it was gone um, but extreme example obviously i'm not going to be winning any world cups any any day soon but in terms of my my goal setting in the past, it was probably more um, style based over substance. So I was kind of thinking about, you know, what, what, what the big shiny objects and trying to focus on, you know, these kind of big longer term goals. And as soon as I let that go, and as, as soon as I just focused on the here and now, and as I say, living a more f- wholesome, fulfilling life day to day, it's funny how the frustration and the comparisons go out of the window and you have a general deeper contentment day to day. And this sounds, I don't want to sound cheesy, but this is genuinely how I, uh, what I believe now and how, and how I live is just what I genuinely believe to be true. Um, it's incredible how 
um, life, you know, just happens, you know, that life does fill in the details. Um, but summit fever is definitely something I've experienced in Taipei personalities as well. Um, from a coaching point of view, you know, you'll get some, uh, clients who, um, who walk through the door and, um, you know, amazingly, uh, sort of focused individuals, which is, uh, which is great. And that's a blessing. And I think focus is such a important sort of skill to have in life. But the pitfalls can come with that ambition and focus when it's combined in a way that only focuses on the big goals as opposed to the process, as you say. So having, I think, the right combination of the two is um, is a good place to be. Having um, uh, a real uh, sort of keen um, enthusiasm for the process and enjoying the process, as you say, but also in the back of your mind, knowing that, you know, some interesting things could happen off the back of that. You know, it's, it's not... I'm not saying completely curve your desire <laughs> for for progress, but um, I definitely think having your eyes down and looking at the first few steps in front of you is probably a more useful way to go, not just in terms of uh, building the success you may be after, but also just for your general well-being as well. As, well. Mm-hmm. Um, as they say, uh, you know, comparison is the thief of joy and often our goals, our bigger goals come from comparing to what other people have and thinking, I want that, I want that, I want that. And um, it's not. It's not a joyful existence, that, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I completely agree. I, I think it's interesting because I think people will, will kind of um, see your presence and your kind of your, your media face and, and kind of the, the, the front cover and, and, and maybe have a predisposed opinion of who you are and how you live your life. And, and you know, your answers definitely conflict directly with that. So, you know, what have you had any kind of feedback from kind of guys who who aren't in your position or or, or any any pushback on on kind of oh it's all right for you but it's different for me type responses yeah yeah I mean I probably um so as you know I'm a parent I'm a dad and um I have to say that um I get a huge amount of positive feedback um and people I find 90% of the time are so supportive and um interested you know and um uh, have that curiosity, which I think is a really lovely um, sort of uh, attribute to have. Um, but yeah, of course, you know, along the way, I'd be I'd be disappointed if I never received any pushback or anything that made me question how I present um, my content or how I document my life. Because I think um, every every time I put stuff out there, I obviously I'm aware that things like uh, Instagram are uh, it's a visual platform, and therefore you need that kind of a visual hook at the start but then you need to be able to i think really follow up with some depth and some insight which is what i try to do most of the time um but um i so i'm often you know trying to step back and uh sort of look at my uh work i suppose if you like and and question um if it's serving as many people as it can do um what the uh, where i might be going wrong and so on so when, when people um do give that pushback i do find it quite useful because um you know i i'm able to then maybe sit back and kind of reassess how i present stuff but the only pushback i've been having in a, in a long-winded way to answer your question is that um obviously i'm i'm a father now and a dad and a lot of the a lot of the training that i do at the moment particularly with the the recent uh, mail online article and so on it's all about kind of how to be um how to remain fit and healthy and active whilst being a parent when your time's kind of you know cut short and all these other kind of pressures and strains come in and this is very much the life i'm kind of leading i understand that i'm a fitness professional i'm very blessed in that i'm a i'm an actual 
personal trainer so my lifestyle can be curated in a certain way that it would be a lot harder for someone who works in the office eight until eight every day would would be and I'm completely aware of that so the pushback I've had is that um people have been wanting me to uh set realistic goals uh for the world outside of the fitness bubble as well. I think as fitness professionals, what I try to be aware of is that we are living in an echo chamber full of, um, I suppose, uh, in the grand scheme of things, elite performing athletes, right? People who are able to run long distances, lift heavy weights, and they're able to train every day and they're able to kind of get obsessive about it. And fitness for them is their number one or two priorities in life as opposed to further down the pecking order at three and four. Um, so what I've, what I've tried to do recently is to try and a- appeal to more people outside of that fitness bubble, outside of that training elite, which is where I think the fitness industry very much should be going anyway. Um, and I've tried to make um, my advice a bit more relevant and accessible for the, the non-fitness elite, if you, if you see what I'm saying. Um, but I think, I've, I think I've got a good balance for that. And um, although I'm very fortunate having had uh, – 12 years in, in the career of fitness, a lot of that time has been spent, you know, in work at 6am, um, finishing work or training at 9 or 10pm. And I, I spent, it's only just this year, actually, that I've moved back home, I actually spent four nights living away from the family every week so that I could sustain that um, career in London as well. So I've definitely, I'm definitely aware of what it's like to have to really grind out the working hours at and at the detriment of your family time or your personal time or even personal health at times, mm-hmm. um, which is why I've been so um, set on curating this lifestyle at the moment, something like that. The lifestyle is something I really, really value. And particularly, as I say, having kind of put so many years in the trenches from a sort of um, PT point of view. Um, but I've worked hard to curate this lifestyle now where I do have time to get up and go for a walk in the morning in the country before I have breakfast like I did today, as opposed to be out and off to work at 5am and so on. And to be able to pick up the kids from school at, you know, 4 or 5pm, as opposed to being in the gym, teaching classes until 8 or 9 and so on. It's taken me a good 10 years to get to this point. So um, I'm, I'm really grateful to be here. Um, but I do understand that, um, I, and I do know what it feels like not to have that freedom when it comes to curating your own lifestyle. So I'm, I'm definitely um, sympathetic to that side as well. Yeah, I, th- I think um... that was a very long-winded answer. I'm sorry, Nick. No, I'm trying apologize. to be a bit more to the point. It's a, no. it's a, it's a, it's a lovely question <laughs> as well because this is one of the juxtapositions of the fitness industry that we're coaches. We we can dedicate our lives to uh, to living the fit life but we're giving um advice and trying to help people who have got a whole world outside of that going on and uh, very real day-to-day challenges of, of of work and looking after family and so on so i think we we do need to be really aware of the advice we give out um for it to be as realistic and um as actionable as possible to the regular person in the street i i agree i do agree um but i think one, one thing you touched on there is you know, people, it's easy for people to forget and they kind of see the highlight reel on Instagram or, or, or wherever it might be or, or, you know, cover of men's health or whatever. Um, it's, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into those, um, those there's hours put in there. And, you know, the, the, the life of a, a, a trainer, coach in the fitness world is not very glamorous, actually. It's getting up 4.35 a.m., uh, being in work for half five and you know usually it involves late evenings as well so 
you know there there is you know i'm i'm not, I'm not suggesting um it's tougher or, or worse than anyone else who's who's doing anything different but i think you know there is there's an aspect of what you know pushback from my perspective when people say oh um yeah but you work in fitness so you know it's easy for you i think you know we're all living trying to live our passion no one goes into this industry because um just for a purely financial perspective because you, you, you know <laughs> most people aren't, aren't making that much money and 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 there's a lot of hours a lot of work that goes in um before you get very far yeah definitely it's a lifestyle choice isn't it and i i kind of yeah i feel yeah i sort of <laughs> when i started out being a pt it was in my early 20s and i was playing rugby um sort of semi-pro at the time so in my head i thought my 20s it would be a great um it would be a great active way to spend my 20s and earn a bit of money playing rugby um for a, um, a small salary and then doing some pt for a small salary and if that if that gives me a little bit of freedom um and a little bit of income to live the life i want during my 20s great and then when i turn 30 i'll get a real job and enter into a real career <laughs> obviously that never happened um because it turns out that yeah the fitness industry is now a, a, a genuinely viable career that you can kind of uh, work in because it's it's a booming industry but i never i never saw that um sort of coming but um yeah i uh yeah <laughs> i certainly come from a f- family and friends who've got more traditional jobs and i was the one who went down a different route um but as i say the view is always to come back and maybe do a, a, a proper job <laughs> at some mm. point <laughs> yeah but i think we have seen a we have seen a massive shift in our sort of generation i'm, I'm a, bit, a little bit older than you i think but um yeah, yeah. just a little bit i'm catching you up nick <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i think we have seen a cultural shift you know when i when i was um growing up playing rugby also not not the standard you were at you know fitness wasn't really that viable and you always kind of thought was more there's more of a corporate more of a job mentality i think now we're seeing a much more yeah. of a shift into into freelance and the fitness you know explosion yeah. in, in health and fitness and wellness and all, all all that comes with that good and bad um so it is a really interesting space to be in and and you know i think that's a massive positive is is that guys like yourself um, are able to to carve out their own niche and, and their own unique kind of version of of, of the career that they want um, that is not self serving um, that is focused on actually giving to the to the communities that you, you care about and give a shit about and and actually trying to put a message out there that people can um, adhere to and, and will bring them benefit. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was trying to struggle not to sound too cheesy when I talk about this, but it is so true that it is the most satisfying job when you speak to, well, you, you see clients go on a bit of a journey. Sorry to use that term, but I haven't come up with a better way of describing it. Um, you know, but someone walks in the gym to see you who's perhaps never set foot in the gym before and has perhaps, you know, never really um, uh, had any kind of thread of fitness in, in their life and, and they present all these these issues that they might have both physical and emotional and practical as well when it comes to family or professional life. Um, and you walk with them down this, this path and um, you know, it's a winding path. So it always is progress as we know, never comes in that straight line. So you, you, you um, go through these highs and lows together, but you come out at the other side at this kind of destination in which they've come so far and achieved so many wonderful things. And I've had some very emotional conversations and, and, and messages of, of thanks from clients. And I, honestly, I don't know, you know, there can't be many jobs out there that you get such a lovely personal um, touch. And it, it, is, it is a funny industry. It's called personal training because it is very personal. Um, 
and yet it's your profession. So there's these funny blurred lines between deeply caring about your clients. I have clients who I deeply care about who came to my wedding. Um, and, um, and, and yet, you know, we're, we're engaged in a professional sense, but it goes far deeper than that. Um, it's a very special, uh, career to be in. Uh, and again, I feel very lucky to have found it just to kind of, Oh, I'll do a bit of personal training whilst playing rugby in my early twenties turned out to be a full on career, which is, which has been the, the best kind of non-decision I ever made. I just let it happen. And as I said earlier, the universe filled in the rest. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. So pivoting slightly, um, what's, yeah. you talked to, you touched on it a tiny bit, but I want to expand um, and, and go deep on, on, on this topic of, so you, you, you come from an elite performance background and you, um, or you're also in, a, in an ecosystem where you come into contact with um, lots of fitness professionals that are just incredible, are, are in incredible shape um, yeah. and uh, are super focused. Um, what's what's what do you see as the big uh, uh, differentiators between um those guys that are absolutely able to maintain that over the long term that that peak physical condition and, and mm. the health that they want versus um guys who who aren't there yet who are struggling who are facing challenges and, and not able to to make those steps or take those steps towards um those goals yeah i think um i think the, t- the word goal is the uh is the pivotal term there because i Again, that the freedoms and the knowledge and the, the the resources that a lot of the elite fitness professionals I know have to devote towards goals are often performance-led goals. So, um, you know, things like the turf games or CrossFit and so on, people can go really in deep with uh, focusing towards very specific performance-led goals. Whereas I think for the regular um, person uh, on the street, it's it's about it's about sort of um, more active longevity goals i think about general health about wellness um it's about um being able to um live a healthy vibrant full um energetic life and i think that that is very much achievable by looking at almost kind of micro doses of 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 how you live your life as opposed to worrying too much about how big your deadlift is or um you know how many overhead reps you can do at however many kilograms and all and you know if you can do a muscle up or not and all this kind of stuff which elite fitness professionals have the luxury to kind of work on that um and i think that's why sometimes when particularly looking at social media and so on if you're the regular guy girl in the street looking at all these fitness professionals doing all these amazing things it can seem a little bit daunting and unobtainable but i think it's all a bit of a red herring uh, I think focusing on your, you know, your day to day energy expenditure, your non um, exercise specific energy expenditure, talk about NEAT and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then being able to just kind of move in ways that you enjoy that have a community sense about them, whether that's joining people online or jo- joining people at your local community center to do a Zumba class. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter as long as it, it gets you moving and it gets you feeling good. Same with, with your nutrition as well. You don't have to be and certainly not the way I live a lot of elite athletes measure out the macros, the calories throughout the day or whatever it might be. I've got no interest in that whatsoever. And I, I don't think most, most, most people, as I say in the street, I keep using that term. You might not live in a street. You might live out in the country in the field. I don't know, but the regular <laughs> sort of non-fitness professional, um, you know, in my opinion, um, you know, it's not about uh, becoming an automated human being and counting how many calories you're consuming every day, counting the macros and so on. You just want to eat decent food that makes you feel good. You want to get enough fiber and protein and, um, uh, and carbohydrates and so on. So it's about kind of relaxing the rules and about just helping people to have a general 
day-to-day um, pattern that is health-inducing, that looks at active longevity, that helps to um, you know maintain joint health and things like that, which I think is miles away from how many muscle-ups you can do in a minute versus how many... Uh, how big your deadlift can be. Does that make sense? The, 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 the comparison with the two, the goal, the goal focus is a bit different. So you need to know your goal, your why, in order to um, to move towards that. Um, and it, in the, with the right process, like we were discussing earlier, because it is, it's all about the process. Yeah, I think it does make sense. It does make sense. Are you and, sure? Um, I like, I sometimes waffle and go off on one, Nick, but as long as that <laughs> made some sense to you, hopefully um, it made some sense to, to people out there listening. I certainly hope so. Um, I think the key... <laughs> I think the key uh, component that yeah that you you you, you talked about there is clarity, um, clarity, and you know what comes with that is focus and knowing what you're doing and why you're doing it, and that's the biggest problem as well because um, we kind of get caught up. I don't know your view on this, but we get caught up in seeing other people doing some cool shit, and and we suddenly want to do that, and then. Actually- yeah it's too difficult. So, and we don't understand the process of getting to that. And actually the goal isn't that important to us and it doesn't fit into our long-term strategy of kind of being healthier and happier. So we lose interest and then we go, we flip flop around on all sorts of different shiny objects, um, without any real clarity and focus. Um, and the way exactly what you said, the way, the way that, you know, I'm always telling people to do that is bring it back to your why, understand what you're doing it and why, why you're doing something and, and why that's important to you and and how it's anchored, uh, on a daily basis and falling out of that exactly, as you said, is the process. Yeah. yeah, it's the small, often mon- seemingly mundane day-to-day details that stack up and make the difference in the long run. And we can be wooed by all of these um, extreme gym feats that all these fitness professionals are doing. But honestly, that's a different space. That's their chapter focused on your chapter. So what's um, and your why? Yeah, absolutely. So what does a, a, a what's a day in the life of, of Lawrence Price in in terms of if we're thinking about how how someone might structure their pro their day to day routine? Yeah get the benefits um what, what does a day look like for you it's a bit it's a bit random at the moment um I'll, I'll take you through two variations if you like so as i say i've i've managed it's been it's been a good 10 years to get to this point but i managed to get to the point where i don't have to be in work early anymore so i can actually spend the mornings at home with the kids which is very important to me um today i mean next week i've got two underwear shoots <laughs> which is a, a bit of a random one not every week is like that i promise <laughs> but it means it, it means that I have to fight my <laughs> internal urges uh, somewhat and actually um, kind of strip back a little bit, which is what I've been doing the last two weeks. So to, to do that, I mean, I, I get up early with the kids, um, give give my wife a bit of a line who's normally been up through the night because we've got a five-month-old as well as a, a three-year-old. Um, so I'll spend the first sort of hour or so downstairs with them and I'll just be playing with them and um, trying to keep the TV at bay for as long as possible. Um, although... My three-year-old is currently addicted to Ben and Holly's Magic Kingdom, which is uh, if she starts trashing the place, if I switch that on, it just preserves the furniture a little bit longer. But I'll spend an hour basically, uh, from a personal point of view, just enjoying that start to the day. I think um, I used to, before I had kids, start that part of the day um, just quietly. I used to sit looking out the window, um, sipping my black coffee again without any phones or TVs on. I used to try and collect my thoughts. And just kind of, you know, visualize um, what I was going to do that day, how I was feeling and just try and be in tune with myself. And I I went through a stage of really uh, being quite strict about not allowing myself to get into a reactive state mentally. 
mm-hmm. um, and to try and to try and um, live each day by my own experiences as opposed to the experiences that are being thrust upon me through the news or through other people, uh, you know, whatever it might be. And that was almost this kind of like utopian mindful start uh, 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 way of starting the day. And then the last few years, reality struck home, obviously, which actually uh, that is a bit of a dream and it's unrealistic and it's unsustainable. And there has to be one foot. Yes. In that kind of personal mindfulness space but one step firmly in reality as well so obviously my mornings now are a little bit more chaotic with the kids and everything that goes on and i'm happy with that so um i'll have my coffee and then this morning i actually um went for an hour walk um up and down the hills in the area because it's just a good technique for me to to switch on um it's slightly raining which i quite like it's quite atmospheric it's it's uh, the trees are green and you have all these kind of wet droplets of water. You walk to the top of the hill and you overlook the county of Hampshire and it's kind of this green canopy with the gentle rain coming down. You've got horses standing in the fields and I kind of look at the horses, I look at the trees and I kind of figure out, you know, what, where, what is my place in this universe? What is my role? Uh, and it's not, as we were saying earlier, to try and get the biggest, most shiny car or to try and get, you know, the biggest house or whatever it might be. It's, it's something more uh is far deeper and, and wholesome than that so i find it's a it's a lovely way of setting my mindset and setting my uh my sort of um inner 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 space and then also from a fitness point of view i find it quite a good way of leaning up for, purely for aesthetic space and i say the only way i'm leaning up at the moment is because of this underwear uh, these underwear shoots next week and then i'll come back and i'll have uh four scrambled eggs <laughs> with some with with some mint tea which i'm sipping now mm-hmm. and um and then this is why i find that i'm in a good creative space for you know chatting to people like yourself right now like we're doing the podcast nick um or if i have um, an article to write doing that or if i have something that i want to create um doing that and then i have to say this is a day that i'm working at home so i'm not off to to london um, yeah i will then spend um yeah yeah I'll then spend a couple. Nick's just gone off. He's disappeared. I think he's gone for a wee, but I'll just keep talking. Oh, he's back. That was a quick wee wee. And <laughs> then, <laughs> and then um, I will uh, try and get my training in. So for me, my biorhythms, like I, I tend to train better in the sort of mid to late morning, uh, sort of 10 to, to midday, that sort of time. And again, this is, this is on the day in which I can afford myself the luxury when I work from home, which is a Monday and a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, I should, I should probably give you a bit of realism because this is all the ideal day that I've worked towards. But the, re, you know, the reality is a lot of the time I'm sort of trying to do as much of that as possible, but I'm actually out the door on the train into London and then just doing PT um, throughout the day, going to castings, going to um, meetings and whatever it might be. And then not eating enough food, not drinking enough water, drinking too much coffee, getting home tired and exhausted and hungry, which is what happens normally on a, it used to be five days a week, but now luckily it's only Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. But yeah, <laughs> well, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that when I get asked that question, I know what my ideal day looks like and I have yeah. managed to achieve that to a certain degree enough over the years. Mm. Um, you know, probably the 80, 20 rule. Um, but um, the, the reality is that you can't get too het up about that. You have to be able to have uh, that mental agility to still be in a good place mentally when, uh, you have a bad start to the day for whatever reason still you know like if, if, if the commute's a bit shit or if you just have the wrong news flash on the on the tv or whatever it might be i think true kind of um mindful living you're able to experience those and still hold your ground in terms of 
being true to yourself and your emotions and your true experience. So it's a little mm. bit of bit of the two. Control amongst the chaos, that's where I'm heading. Whereas cool. it used to just be control amongst tranquility. But yeah. That's that's being a dad, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's real. It's a bit yeah, more realistic. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm, I'm, I'm due expecting very, very soon. Oh man, this is <laughs> so, yeah. So, so how long? How many weeks? And do you know until three? Until oh crikey! So you, you're right at the end of the yeah, line. We're, we're do, on, do you know if, boy or girl? Do you know? Haven't got uh, a clue. Haven't got a clue. Yeah first baby so we're not we're not finding out so we shall see we shall see but um okay and with, with that um that response then so i just want to kind of dispel a few myths so i think a, a lot of guys out there that, that that kind of might look at the cover of a, of a magazine or, or something like that and think that, that there's an extreme life going on um where calorie you know calories are counted um you know sleep is is measured in seconds and and recovery and and you know there's some sort of scientific lab attached to the side of of these guys houses that they live in um (laughs) i just want to i want i want you to just chat through kind of like um what what you're what you're doing and not doing in terms of maintaining your fitness um for something like a shoot so you know yeah. are you training every day and what's when you, your nutrition look like so i think for me like one of the important things for me when it, the visual side of it and, and as you say like for me personally as a girl this is like third or fourth down the pecking order after um you know the, my reason why i train and my the top of the reason is um mental clarity and i've got active longevity um, and all, uh, and, and, you know, sports performance or whatever it might be and way down then is aesthetics, but because of my job and because of what I do, um, it is something that I have to pay attention to obviously, um, because it helps me to earn an income. Um, mm. so, um, I do, um, have a process that I like to go through. And for me, um, one of the big, big factors to keeping body fat down has been my, um, non uh, exercise activity thermogenesis neat as it's called mm-hmm. um and I, I didn't even really know about that term until recently but now i'm using it all the time because i'm like oh that's what i've been doing for a few years um <laughs> so i i made a few changes uh again about six years ago when um i started to focus on my day-to-day as I, as we we're saying earlier and one of the things i did was um I, I stopped using the moped to get to the gym in the morning i started using boris bikes as they were at the time now the santander so you know early doors i would just start to cycle to work and that would be i don't know 20 minutes or, so, or something like that um i then always make sure that i'm kind of like i'm always on my feet again i'm very lucky um in that i don't have a desk job i'm always on my feet benefits of that are you know i'm always expending calories because i'm always moving around but it's not that great for sports performance you can get to the end of the week and your legs and you just feel a bit hammered and tired and it's very hard then to go and do your your squat pbs and deadlift Mm. pbs and so on so um what i try to do is um maintain that neat maintain that sort of um non-exercise specific uh, energy output throughout the day and then just try and tee it up with maybe just three if i've got um a big shoot the following week I will try and get five in, but three training sessions that are really purposeful and, and meaningful in which I just keep it quite simple and focus on big compound lifts. Um, I was kind of doing some deadlifts yesterday and so on, some cleans, um, and just really focus on trying to get my bigger structures moving and challenge more muscle groups. And again, it, it doesn't have to be kind of crazy, crazy stuff. Um, it doesn't have to be too elaborate. It doesn't have to, to be overly creative. Again, other red herrings we see on Instagram are that in this kind of scurry to create original content, more and more original stuff has been put out, putting out there, which is 
very creative and you know quite random a lot of the time just take it back to basics and focus on your compound strength you know your chest press your your upper body press your upper body pull and then you know your deadlift your squat whatever it might be um and i just keep it quite simple then with regards to nutrition another big change i made six years ago when i started just upping my neat game was i got an able and cold veg box delivered every week because i didn't think i was having enough fiber um and i was doing from what throughout my 20s i was doing what a lot of guys do and they just focus overly on their protein consumption so i was probably eating way too much protein not enough fiber so i eat a shed load of vegetables for me um fibrous vegetables for me that does a huge difference in terms of my uh my 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 well-being and i've i've been told by experts that's linked to my gut health where a lot of serotonin is created as well um, in your gut um so a lot of good quality fiber content um lots of water and um a big neat game every day and then three purposeful sessions where i just focus on my compound lifts and that tends to be a good space and i think that's also um I think it's kind of realistic you know if you're if you're if you've got an office job you just i know it sounds so boring and dull but take the stairs instead of the lift you know often it, as often as you can it stacks up when you sit down to have your your lunch just make good um nourishing choices 80 percent of the time um and if you can try try and get into the gym you know two or three times a, a week and, and lift some weight you know mm. get get challenge challenge your strength a little bit and um yeah that's about it nick I like it. I like it. Take yeah. It well, back I think, to basics. I think that is the key. That is the key. Keep it simple. Um, something that you can achieve um, on on a regular basis, and therefore be consistent. And you know that makes perfect sense. What you said, and you know, <laughs> you ask these questions, and you're kind of preempting the answers a little bit, but um, but perfectly, and a lot of wisdom in what you're saying there as well. And the the neat thing as well is it's relatively new. My wife started chatting about it r- relatively recently, and I was like, "What the hell is she talking about? I don't understand what." Too, but, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but um, just being it, active yeah, yeah it's, it's it's living at what i'd consider a healthy um healthy life with lots of movement in it and yeah you know what one of the 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 um the useful psychological breakthroughs that i think um kind of resonates with lots of lots of the guys i i, I speak to is you know if you're sat say in the afternoon at your desk and you're not you feel a little bit lethargic because you've maybe had too many carbs for lunch or whatever um and you feel you know you kind of things you just feel too lethargic you haven't got any energy it sounds counterintuitive but getting up and moving your body is gonna give you the energy um and, and and that's all part of being healthy and i think people completely forget that we're adaptation machines um and if you just keep sitting down and eating, then you're going to adapt to that lifestyle and it's going to be harder and harder for your body to actually function at a cellular level. So, you know, doing these things that we're talking about actually is going to give you the energy to, and make you feel better. And, and I think a lot of people don't want to kind of make that conclu- draw that conclusion in their mind. They, they want to draw the conclusion that uh, being fit and healthy is quite hard and quite challenging and actually not for them. Yeah. No, I think I think you've hit on a number of really key points there, um, and this whole thing of um, adaptation occurring through whatever stimulus or non-stimulus we put upon the body is huge, and uh, combining that with consistency over time, I, I think um, as long as you have a good understanding of that and a good understanding that um, you know if you if if you know the trappings of modern day life of technology of the nine to five of desk life and uh, you know. I, I know that the term sitting is the new smoking has been coined because of the uh, level of um, 
sort of negative impact it has on your health and so on. So the, you just take all these things into consideration and know that, you know, movement, like you said, is the antidote to modern living. So if you do put yourself in that category of having the desk job and so on, instead of, instead of, um, seeing exercise as a negative kind of almost, um, frustrating, uh, side issue. Um, I, you know, I think you should bring it into your life and prioritize it as, um, uh, it's very much as I say the, the antidote to um, the antidote to modern living and uh, all the um, all the issues that are associated with uh, sedentary life. Yeah, absolutely. It can't be. I, I think that message um, is just can't be said enough. Really, um, for sure, for sure. Um, okay. It's, um, it's there, sorry, just um, that stepping back from yourself and trying to self assess your own uh mindset as well and just uh, so i think the, the term self-management is quite an important one and you have to try and maybe step back from yourself emotionally or speak to someone professionally and try and figure out whether you have a growth mindset or not when it comes to fitness or training whatever it might be um and you know we we, we, we can hijack our own personal progress quite easily simply by not giving ourselves enough of a growth mindset in the areas that would benefit us um uh, and I, I think, you know, that whole chicken and egg scenario for me, it all, and I was speaking to um, someone on my podcast about this recently, but I think um, the chicken and egg situation between body and mind, I think, you know, it all comes from the mind first and just developing the right kind of growth mindset first can lead on to these wonderful, wonderful achievements in life. And um, getting up and moving a little bit more is, and is one of those hugely, hugely uh, profound decisions that, that you'll ever make. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. And it does all start with mindset. Um, and it's it, so much so, you know, things become cliches, don't they? I know. I'm just thinking then I don't want to sound like we're, you know, like a lot of other fitness podcasts do when they have this conversation, but it is just so key that the power that, that we all have within ourselves to action out intent, you know, so much of have so much, so many of us have the intent to be a bit fitter, to be, um, a bit more sort of, energetic to have a, a bit more purpose about them every day but it's it's within you it's within every single one of us and for anyone that we look up to who we think is successful has had to uh, uh, hone in on their own um, mind uh, in order to get the best out of themselves so it's completely achievable and it's within all of us mm. and what's your what's your view of of putting um put yourself at the center of 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 your own self-care as it works i think you know the challenge i get is is people so oh, I'm, I'm too busy I've, I've got to do stuff with the kids i've got to be i've got to go go um work's really important because i've got to do x y and z and and you know mm. the, the, their pushback is that they don't have time um yeah I, you know i'm just interested in how you, your view of of kind of putting your yourself and your your own self-care uh, as a priority how does that fit in yeah, it's that old um, adage of, um, you know, the, the, and it is a paradox because the, the busier you are, the more you need it, you know, when it comes to taking time out. Um, that's, uh, whether that be for training or whether that be uh, for, your, um, for your mental health as much as your physical health. Um, but that, there's that saying that if, you, if, you're, if, you're, what's it? If, you, if you, if you're busy, you should take 20 minutes of each of your day to sit in nature but if you're too busy for that, you should take an hour to sit in nature. The whole point being is that the more you stack up the things in life which mean that you're busy, um, 
you're stacking up more reasons potentially depending on the situation uh, that could lead you to being uh, less uh, healthy physically or mentally whatever it might be so you need to if you're busy you need to um, more than anyone else have uh, an eye on your own um, health and um, to, to manage that is and to have that accountability and to have um, that uh, ownership over your own mental or physical health is mm. is so important because you know <laughs> I find it quite useful that you know knowing that although I've got wonderful friends and family around me that support me when I was born you know the umbilical cord was cut you're on your own you've got to sort to a certain degree um your own um your own priorities out because sometimes you know we kind of it's quite easy for us to sort of develop instead of that kind of growth mindset it's easy for us to develop almost a sort of um victim mindset where we're waiting for someone to come and save us but that person is us that person as i said earlier is inside of us and we have to be accountable for our own um our own choices i know it sounds like a little bit of tough love um, but it's, it, I know that I need that personally, which is why I'm sharing it with you. Yeah, I think it's very easy to slip into that victim mindset. And I think we're all guilty of it at times in our lives, but it's, it's so important. Like you said, is to step back and reflect on a regular basis. How is this moving forward? How am I not, um, how am I not, um, living with that growth mindset as you referenced um how am i being too fixed too rigid in my in my thoughts how am i calcifying in my brain and avoiding what i should be doing uh, to 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 live a more fulfilled life really and and be healthier and happier um and sometimes yeah sometimes you get bogged down in the detail um of life and you forget to take that step back and do the reflective work that's required 100% and uh, as I said until the age of uh, 28 29 I never really did it and I remember I can I I sit here now and I look back on uh, certain thoughts or certain decisions I was making in life before that and um, yeah you know looking for the excuses not to do something look you know if something was a a challenge I was like well shy away from that as opposed to seeing it as something that would give me that personal development um and i I just uh, think that reading books i know again i don't want to sound like all the old cliches but i listened to some great podcasts i read so many great books and a lot of them were about self-management about stepping back from yourself emotionally and looking at yourself um trying to you know writing down on paper your attributes the things that you're good at writing down on paper the areas that you want to improve uh, improve upon um, and then, and then slowly, kind of taking a bit of a leap of faith, and 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 starting to action those out, and to to develop that growth mindset. Um, it all comes back to what we said at the start of the po- podcast of those kind of small day to day details and the process leading to bigger and better things. Uh, and I, I believe that um, so deeply now, more than ever. Mm, absolutely, cool. Um, move, moving forward, moving forward quickly. Um, what's what's next for Lawrence Price? What's what's next for the brand, the person? Very good question. I, mate, I wish I could tell you. I wish <laughs> I wish I had um, a profound answer for that. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know. Like, um, I obviously have my kind of um, big ticket goals that we talked about earlier, which are kind of there in the background. Um, but I, I really am just focusing on my kind of day-to-day details at the moment. And I, I feel like the last uh, four or five months since we had our second child, I took a little bit of step back away from the hustle in life and I spent a lot of time at home and I spent a lot of time I was, I was quite I was quite lucky that I could be around home and then I had a you know jobs that I would go to and then come back as opposed to being away from my home a lot but now this next quarter the final quarter of the year is where I um sort of start the next chapter really and I'm 
back both feet into the hustle and um getting stuck into uh, my training and um yeah just seeing what the next chapter has in store because um because I believe so much in this whole act of trusting the process and um of, of focusing on just living a good life and um, on those day-to-day details I'm, I'm really excited about what happens next because I haven't got a clue what it is <laughs> mm, who knows awesome. it who knows, who knows? Who knows? That's um, the magic of living like this, you see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and you know, I'm, I'm on a journey of discovery as well in terms of um, doing more freelance stuff, starting my own business over the last sort of 12, 18 months. It's been a really interesting process. And, and I think you have to have a, a, a very high degree of risk tolerance and trust in the process. You know, that's part of it. Yeah, I think this... Um this word serendipity and having this serendipitous approach to life is um, something I quite, I quite enjoy at the moment because a lot of the amazing things that have happened to me in life have literally been things that have popped up rather than sit down and really plan things out and try and crowbar out this pathway. Um, some of the, some of the most amazing things that have happened both, both professionally and personally have just come out of the blue from nowhere. So I've learned to trust the, the universe and just to give out that good energy and and um it returns some amazing things back so yeah well i think um yeah that's 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 a great comment and i think it's it, you know if you like you say if you try and co- my experience is if you try and sort of like you say crowbar uh, um your your perfect career life family structure and, and try and be very scripted around that then you've got to really question what where that scripts come from and I think in yeah. a lot of, in a lot of cases that's through conditioning. So you know, and if you follow that kind of logic through, then uh, it's perhaps not your innate desire because it's it's come from a series of conditions, may, may it be it your parents um, or lifestyle, culture, your communities you've been part of up until this point. So you know, your you know, jo- Dr. Joe Dispenza would say you're, you're living in the past and you're living from, from, from um, certainty, which will stop you moving into, you know, a, a beautiful existence, really, because you're, you're trying to be way too prescriptive from a place where um, you've not had that much control over because it's all been kind of step by step yeah. and kind of through, through that process. I love that and I completely agree. And I think it leads you into that search for external validation as opposed to that internal validation. And it's one of the hardest things in the world where we've got, as you say, all these shiny objects around us to understand what our true self wants and what our true self should be doing. Um, But if we can get in tune with that inner, uh, that true self, that deeper consciousness, then that's where the magic happens. Yes. (laughs) In Um, my humble opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Lawrence, I've got two questions to finish off with. Um, what one I'm going to phrase slightly differently. So I, I ask all my, all my guests, um, what does health mean to them? Um, and I'm going to ask you that question, but I know recently you put a really profound post out on, on social media around um, what fitness means to you. And I think, um, those terms are are, are kind of interchangeable from your perspective and, and maybe you can kind of boil down what, what, what health means to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, Oh, it's 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 so many things, and um, I think that was the post where I was talking about physical and mental health as well. I think is that that, that yeah. the same one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, you know, I think I think health really is a state a state of mind um, in which uh, you feel fulfilled with 
um, with who you are and, and what you do and how you act towards others. Um, and whatever gets you to that state of mind, whether it be physical exercise, whether it be mindfulness practices, whether it be the way you interact with the relationships that you have, for me, that, that's, that's health and that's being healthy. Um, and, um, you know, to, to, to get into that headspace, you, you know, you have to give a lot as well in terms of you have to give a lot of love. You have to be curious um, to the relationships around you. It's not a take, take, take kind of mindset. Um, but I think the point I was trying, I was getting to that in, in that post because I think it was National Fitness Day and I was asked to comment on what um, on what fitness is and what health is to me. And um, for me nowadays, it's just as much about um, that, that uh that mental state of mind, that mental health as much as the physical health as well. And I know that for me to, to, to be in a good place and to be in a, a healthy place, as you say, um, mentally, I have to move. I have to do all the things that we've talked about. You know, we're humans, we're designed to move. I have to have that antidote to, to modern living, but I also have to really, um, uh, sort of sit down and cherish and, and enjoy the relationships, um, that I have in life. And, um, I'm very, lucky to have some wonderful friends and some wonderful family around me and that makes me feel extremely healthy um more more and from a more kind of practical physical point of view um in terms of training for me now health uh and as my as my family grows old around me and so on parents and you know and, and the rest of it i do have a, a firm eye on the future as well and that active longevity being a key part of what i how I want to be anyway, and it's healthy and, and active and fit in many decades to come. So, you know, so hopefully, um, God willing, I can see my kids grow up and, and enjoy it as well. Mm. Excellent answer or really, really impressive answer. Um, and yeah, you know, it draws on, on everything we've spoken about through the podcast. So, you know, um, thank you for that response. Um, and, um, the, the other, the other kind of point that I was going to, I was going to ask you is slip my mind for some reason, <laughs> but um, I, I, where, where can people find out more about you, um, Lawrence and where, where can they interact with you and, and what's coming up? I'm always thinking I should be like, so I think uh, it, my Instagram handle is for fit's sake, which is spelled F A F I T S A K E. And uh, I think that, you know, I think that's got links from there to my, podcast uh, which is called walk with lawrence and it's very new i'm not a pro like you nick this is all brand new <laughs> to me this whole podcasting world um but uh, again it you know i think i think podcasts are such a valuable tool and it's such a lovely way to share deeper information uh deeper content that you don't always get to do on um platforms like instagram or whatever so um i do have a website but actually i've been looking at a few other people recently and realizing i need a big overhaul so just go to my instagram and yeah. uh, that, sh- that should suffice but yeah yeah well it, it, you hopefully haven't been looking at my website because it's wo- woefully uh woefully kind of lacking um but um but yeah no I'm, I'm sure people will i'm sure they'll they'll interact with you but i just i just want to acknowledge you for all the amazing work you, you you're doing um and uh, you know the the the, the the thoughtful answers that you've given in the podcast as well uh, you know just highlight the the amount of, of, of thought you're putting into the process that you're embarking on and it's not kind of you're not being reactionary you're being quite mindful about about how you approach health and fitness i trying to be but it again you know is it really is the journey and i'm just i think i'm just getting to know myself 
better than I used to. And I think that's really helpful um, is, is really looking, as I said earlier, in, inwardly and trying to connect with that deeper self and, and not seek that external validation. Uh, that that's led to a lot more happiness and, and, and a lot more clarity of thought for me. So I, I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Lawrence, let's leave it there. Thank you very much, brother. And we will speak again soon. Cool. Thanks so much for having me. Cheers, buddy. There we go. Another episode in the bag. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in and listening all the way to the end. I truly appreciate that. Um, and, and the support that you guys have shown me, whether that be social media or the messages you ping me personally or or any other aspects that you've, you've kind of fed back to me. It's always really great to hear from you. Um, I really hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, Loz is a awesome guy, really lovely bloke and, and <laughs> quite funny as well, quite humorous. And uh, hopefully you can tell we get on quite well together. Um, that episode uh, kind of really brought home to me kind of the, the holistic approach that I think we all need to take when it comes to our own health and wellness and fitness and, and trying to silo things in or even people into into little silos and little groups and trying to be um, kind of secular about it just doesn't work um, and I think that's that's really important to, to remember when we're kind of looking at these these quote-unquote influencers on, on, on social media or, or, or whatever it might be you know that there's a whole bigger picture going on with that individual and also um with your own health there's a there's a bigger picture and you've got to you've got to include all aspects whether that be relationships nutrition what you're doing in terms of your movement and we're always going to be challenging ourselves as well so that's kind of how i wanted to leave this episode with with you thinking about those different components um guys thank you very much if you want to hear more from Lars, please engage with him on social media. Instagram's probably the best place. That's where he is all the time. The guy is incessant with with how much he's posting. It's incredible. His work rate is uh, is truly aspirational, certainly from my perspective. Um, I'm always lacking in that department when it comes to, to posting stuff up. But um, please interact with Lars. Um, let him know how you feel. If you can review us on iTunes, I'll be truly, truly grateful. Really trying to get my numbers up so we get more people um, in. So if you can chuck a review on iTunes, I'll be truly grateful. Um, and any feedback people you want to get on the podcast things you want us to talk about questions you've got fitness health whatever it might be get them back in Um, you can find me on instagram and facebook at the knock and we will be back very very soon with another episode another incredible guest thank you very much
Sandy.